Welcome back to What You'll Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. Good morning, everybody. My name is uh, Adam Jones, or good afternoon if you're in other countries. So today we're reviewing a book, Escape from Cubicle Nation, uh, From Corporate Prisoner to Thriving Entrepreneur. By author Pamela Slim. Mate, that's a powerful title, isn't it? Yeah. From Corporate Prisoner. So it's, <laughs> so it's important to note, I think, that not everyone is a corporate prisoner. This is mm. for some people out there, and I think... Um, when I used to catch the train every day to mm. to my corporate, you'd just go on the train and everyone would be sitting like zombies, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So it's this book is for, for those people who are uh, feeling a little bit dead with their work and are looking to start their own business. This kind of puts you in, on the path or gives you the, the how to get there. Yeah, yeah. I'd say uh, the book itself, I'm not, not a massive fan of. I was expecting big things maybe just from the from the title, but... I think you're right. Not everyone who works in a big corporate is a prisoner, that's for sure. Yeah. There's definitely people who are happy in their job, they're making their money, they feel safe. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying they are safe, but they feel safe. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they do what they got to do. They go home and work's work, home's home. They can separate the two. And There's definitely pros and cons. There's yeah. definitely benefits to being a corporate worker Definitely. Well. Not. I think it comes down to that. We've already reviewed drive so for people in, mm. in corporate if they might have a job where they've got full autonomy on their time yeah and there actually isn't much difference between yep. uh, an employee with full autonomy and an entrepreneur if you've got full control of your time you're probably gonna be pretty satisfied of what you do whether that is your yes, own business well, or, or a job yeah that's so true that's so true I mean I just remember there are there are definitely like some of the negatives I just remember like on Friday afternoons I'd be walking to the station mm. From the city, from the city office to the train station, people would dead set be running and fucking pushing everyone over to mm. like get the fuck out of the city. Yeah. Like they're like that. My week's done. There's, I do not want to spend any more time in yeah. the city. That's <laughs> I want to get the fuck out. Fuck there. No. <laughs> the book, um, it kind of it kind of touches on it, but you know, you, if you only live once and you're living a, a life like that where you just yeah. hate what you do, like what just have the balls and the courage. And this is what the book does: is is make the leap to make some changes to it. Yeah. To end up having a better life because it's a, an absolute waste of life if you're not enjoying yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think take take a bit of personal responsibility to either at your current job do something a bit better, mm. you know, try to try to do something, uh, or look for another job, or as Pamela Slim would suggest, become a thriving entrepreneur. Yeah, and escape from escape from cubic nation. So if you're in the category where you need to escape, let's uh, let's get into the book. Hey? Yeah, there's definitely yeah, there's a certain portion of people that just don't fit in into the corporate world I don't think yeah and that's that's who we're prob- this book's probably targeted towards yeah definitely so mate we'll get into chapter one so it's it's built up into four sections correct so yep first section being uh, opening up opportunities yep so I guess yeah just opening your eyes to what's out there yep uh, section two the reality of entrepreneurship yep section three making the money work and section four Making the leap. Yep, nice. So chapter one is uh, I have a fancy title: steady paycheck and good benefits. Why am I so miserable? Yeah. So I think it's, it it is just covering like what we've just been talking about. It's just people end up uh, their spirit slowly dying, uh, <laughs> a slow death, which you, you can see everywhere in some office in, environments. Yeah. Some people just not enjoying themselves and they're not alive and their spirits just start uh, big quenched. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's a, it's what most people do, which is why most people do it, if that makes sense. And that, that's the normal path. 
That's the traditional path is go to school, go to uni, get a degree and go work for 40 or 50 years. Like that's the path. So that's what everyone does. Yeah, first. So. That's right. It's shoved down our, our throat. We don't even, we aren't even told there, there's alternative ways. And that's why yeah. I think books are so fucking incredible. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Because books, you, you're inviting someone else's whole perspective into your mind yeah. for, you know, three or four days that you're reading it, and then you come up with other ideas like uh, like in this one. Yeah, exactly. So we've got all those social pressures. We've got those societal norms. Uh, but at the end of the day, corporate jobs aren't really that safe or stable or secure, really. And that, you know, I remember I was at a big bank, and I remember, like, you know, there was a guy who literally worked there for 30 years hmm. and then was told, Two weeks, mate. You're finished. You're done. You're done. Yeah. He was like the head of a head of a big department, and that the, they were getting rid of that department, so he's out on his ass. Yeah. And it was yeah, the only place right. he'd ever worked. So I don't know what happened to him, but he's probably fucked. Yeah, in the, in the future economy might be uh, a bit more, a bit more ruthless. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so chapter two, mate. If it is so bad, why am I afraid to leave? Do you have some more on that one? Yeah, uh, the only other thing for that I was just going to say, like, it's sort of just a flurry of meaningless activity. So I guess <laughs> confused. That's, I think that's her worst, mate. Come on. <laughs> yeah, love it. Activity versus productivity. Yeah, correct. It's meaningless. Yeah, so there, is, there is definitely a lot of activity for some people and, uh, yeah, don't get much shit done. <laughs> Chapter two, mate. Yeah, so if it's... If it's so bad, why am I afraid to leave? She says your biggest fear is living in a van down by the river. Yeah, exactly. You just you've got that fear for your survival, I guess. Whether that's your does she talk about? I'm not sure. I might be confusing the chapters. Yeah. The social self versus the emotional self. I think that comes. That's come later. Comes okay. a bit later. But, but basically, she's just like you know. Yeah. Basically, you're scared to fail. Be like, yeah, lose your house, lose your mm. job, lose your friends, lose your family, and yep. just be camping out. Yeah, and yeah. obviously that's that's how we evolved with our, our reptile brain. Yeah. So the reptile brain broadcasts our fears, and then uh, and that is fantastic for keeping animals safe. But we're fucking humans, so we don't have to worry about it. fear. Can be yeah. Uh, yeah, not good for us. Basically, the humans. things we'd be giving up if we left our supposedly safe, stable corporate jobs, we'd be giving up that status. You know, yeah. you got that fancy, shiny title of the director of whatever, and so you'd be giving up that status and recognition and that. You got a, It's a pretty safe routine, pretty comfortable routine. Mm. Get up at six o'clock, have your brekkie, get the training to work. Yeah, you got that safe, comfortable routine. You know what you're meant to do. You just go out and do it. Mm. Whereas uh, if you take, took the leap, it's probably not so structured. Yeah, spot on. So there's three steps for uh, for your fear. So number one, examine the truth of your fear. Mm-hmm. That comes up in a, a lot of books, but I think there's a lot to it. So if you just look yeah. at the fear, and uh, this is where some mindfulness kind of practices might help you here as well. So just where is the, the fear coming mm. from? And if it's unfounded, it's easier to just uh, get over it. Step two, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's uh, like you were just mentioning, if you're in corporate for so long, you can you can just get really comfortable over time mm. and then not get out of the comfort zone. And step three, develop a strong safety net. So be around positive people. And, uh, and yeah, she says, who's happier? Those who put all their effort into their job or those who took the time to develop a good social network and then invest in self-development yeah. on, on the side. Yeah, spot on. I like that. Yeah. So next chapter was chapter three, detox from corporate life. Yeah, nice. She talks about uh, how she used to do capoeira. Is that right? She used to do a bit of Brazilian martial arts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. It was just inter- an interesting uh, take on, on the author. Yeah, so she says in this, find your inner, inner tiger. So we've got yeah. all these 
creative spirit somewhere inside. And if you're going to go into business, you got to you have to try and find this inner spirit or yep. whatever you got. Um, so if you if you're dead in corporate, you know one of, one of your first goals is to find this spirit, and that might be doing uh, art classes or improv classes or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's, she says a few things about that inner tiger. Why it's inner, I guess, or why it's hidden. We can't see it straight away. Is it? You know, people have told us from an early age that, you know, speaking up is not good. If you were, like, passionate about something in class and you talked about it, the teacher would tell you to be quiet. Or yep. So that's from the early age. We tell ourselves lies so that we feel better, and I guess we, we put it down like, oh, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. So we tell ourselves little lies like that. Uh, but basically, yeah, we got to acknowledge it's there. Yep, it's definitely. There. And then next was Chapter 4. What's really involved when moving from employee to entrepreneur? So what I, I thought was pretty cool here, there's three circles and you get a picture of mm. three circles. One is what people will pay you to, to do. Number two is what you have passion for. And number three is what you're genetically encoded to do. And where those three intersect is where you should be looking. Yeah, nice. And I think she might mention this a bit later in the book, but a lot of people are just taught, just do what you're passionate about. Just It's all about your passion. Yeah. Don't worry about anything else. Yeah. And unfortunately, people go down that path, might spend money to launch a business without much plan and uh, not being able to actually sell a product and then uh, end up in, yeah, no man's land. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like this chapter as well, actually, the way it's structured in that there's a few, like, she'll throw out a few ideas or issues or fears or worries and then hits you with the key as well yep. to um, to doing that. So, like, say, I'm just trying to find a, a good one I like here. There's, there's a whole bunch that I like, but say, like, Prepare to leap or not. Like if you're afraid to leap or you're afraid to not leap, yeah. ultimately the key is to make a decision. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. Uh, so in this, she also says, defining the spirit of your brand. So what makes a great brand is you can, one, you need to be able to make a stand with your brand. And uh, she mentions in the book something like Whole Foods. They make a stand by only having foods natural from, from the ground, yep. things like that, and they will make a stand and not... Uh, taking anything else and then people are happy to pay a premium just yep. for their food. Yeah, nice. It's going to make you feel something and the brand invokes trust and probably most importantly, it's going to solve a problem your brand. Yeah, phenomenal. She says, test and prototype. So find out you have a business that is actually worth quitting your job. So there's an awesome book which she mentions in this book is The Lean Startup. So mm. it shows you how to test and prototype a minimal viable product and then... And then use that and then just build on this very small product and build around it. We should probably do that book at some point. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, with that, there's, there's four stages of, of not knowing something. So as you learn something, stage one is unconscious incompetence. Yep. And basically, that's just you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. yeah. You don't know what... You, yeah, you, basically, you know nothing. Yeah. 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 So that's a pretty good place yeah. to be because you're that's where you, you do pretty... Stupid shit. Yeah, take, you can take do whatever some, you want. Well, you <laughs> yeah. take on some pretty big projects, yeah. which I'd say is a good thing Yeah, if you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, and then you can have big goals like that. But Yeah, then, for sure. I guess the thing that transitions to the next stage is you get a dose of reality, she says. Yeah. And then so you move from unconscious incompetence to conscious incompetence in that you know what you're not good at or what you don't know. Yeah. yeah. And this is where it can probably be a, a little bit uh, overwhelming. Yeah. But then... But then that's where we, the dip, yeah. by Seth Godin, I was, I was, isn't it? I was just thinking the same thing, yeah. So yeah, you got to work, you got to push through this, learn whatever you can, and then 
in stage three, you're consciously competent. Yep. That's where you are. You started to learn the skills. And then stage four, finally, you're unconscious. Oh, my voice is broke. Stage Stage four, unconscious competence. Yep. So, so the conscious competence, you know that you can do it. And then the unconscious uh, competence is just as it becomes effortless. It just becomes like, no, yeah, no effort. Yeah. Then section two of the book is reality of entrepreneurship. Yep. I didn't have a, a, a little bit here, actually. So, uh, yeah, she talks about passion is the force. Uh, when you do things you love, you have natural energy. Yeah. Uh, basically, she was sort of like, when you think of a business, she sort of says, here's a few questions you need to ask. What do you do? Why do you do it? Uh, how do you do it? Where do you do it? With whom do you, uh, whom do, you do it with? So, they're basically... Uh, and she gives a bunch of examples for each of those, but they're sort of some basic questions you need to start when forming your, your business idea or your business model. Yep. So in that same chapter, she talks about lukewarm projects, and she uses the analogy, I think, I feel what book she mentions, but in a book there's, for centuries, women have been getting in these lukewarm relationships, and then, uh, this isn't a book, this isn't my opinion, just talking about, <laughs> oh, talking about women, but I'm, I'm, sure it's for men. I'm sure it's for, for men as well, but they get in to lukewarm relationships and then they make excuses like he or she just wasn't ready and mm. you know he's not just not that into you mm. but what she says is behavior speaks for itself so the, the more time you spend in these lukewarm relationships and it's actually the reality is they're just not that into you so get away from these uh, lukewarm projects and yeah. endeavors and find something that's actually meaningful and then uh, you'll have you'll lose the excuses of these lukewarm projects that just kind of take up your time. So Yeah, nice. Yeah, find that the projects you're passionate about and then yeah, get away from the lukewarm little side gigs. Yeah. I'd say I ditched a lukewarm one. I used to uh, high school education support or I guess it's probably a lame way of saying what I used to do like high school lectures and yeah it was enjoyable. I'm making a bit of money, but it was just lukewarm. Lukewarm yeah. shit. Lukewarm, yeah. yeah. So cut those. Yep. Oh okay. actually we'll just touch on the fatal assumption. Uh, so this is from the e-myth that she's uh, taking this in here. Basically that, you know, because you, the fatal assumption is that if you understand the technical part of a business, you understand a business that does that technical work. So it's like if you uh, work in, uh, I'm so shit at making these uh, yeah. examples up. Say you work in a barbershop and you're really good at cutting hair, you're like, oh, well, I can open up my own barbershop because mm. I know how to cut people's hair, so I know how to run a barbershop. But really there's so much more uh, that goes into it. Yeah. In terms of sales, marketing, pricing, getting customers, all that stuff, yeah. than just the it's a whole new, a whole new skill set you are you getting your yeah. stuff into. Yeah, yeah. So for the re- rest of the book, man, I didn't, I didn't have too much. I thought, <laughs> I thought that part was good. Um, if you're happy to, mate, I'm, I'm happy to flick through a bit, and then you just, yeah, we'll flick, you just we'll jump f- in. We'll flick through a bit, and we'll see. Uh, well, chapter six was how do I choose a good business idea? She yeah. was saying that basically that uh, the, a big problem is that. Uh, having an intense hatred of what you're already doing yeah. is not a not a good a good business plan, basically. Yeah, and that it takes a lot more than just hating your job to to head towards business. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people just uh, you know go to a Tony Robbins seminar and just quit yeah. their job. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yep. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's that's. Uh, 
you know, it can be can be good. It's I think you're better off doing that than doing what you hate. Spending yeah. time <laughs> doing what you hate is probably, in my opinion, this is yeah. It, it's probably the worst thing you can yeah, do nice. because life's too short to fucking not yeah. enjoy what you're doing. <laughs> I'd agree. That's for sure. I'd agree. Um, yeah. So chapter, you got any more? Yeah, I just like from vague to concrete, and that we always start with this vague idea of I don't know whether it's it might be, as another example it might be oh, I want to help people, yeah, which is a super vague. Super vague idea, but so she's got five steps for going from vague to concrete. Mm. So step one, she calls it wrap your arms around the field. So basically just get obsessed with it, learn everything you can. Step two is uh, choose a small neighborhood, I guess. So choose your niche. Uh, step three is identify hotshots doing the work. So identify people that um, already are doing what you want to do. Step four, she says, is carve your niche. So get really deep into that uh, topic. I think she used the term... Uh, an inch wide and a mile deep. So go start really small, but go really deep into it. Yeah. And then uh, step five, shake a tree. Yeah, so going, I like that niche idea. She says it's so much easier to uh, define your target market and market to them if they're in a niche. So you can just yeah. get it down to an individual person and it's really easy. But if you go so broad, it's really hard to fucking market something. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, I'll skip a few chapters. One of the chapters I liked... She said, rethink your life, options for scaling back, downshifting or relocating. So yep. she says, hope for the best, but plan for the worst. So you might think at the moment you might be living in a, uh, a really expensive inner city house and you uh, eat out every night of the week and so your expenses are really high. Yep. So you think, oh, well, for me to survive, then I need to have my, my current income is 150000 so I need my business to make 150000 mm-hmm. at a bare minimum. Where she thinks if you can redesign your life, scale back a bit, then perhaps you don't need 150000 Perhaps you can live on 50000 and yeah. you'd be far happier doing your own thing for 50000 Yeah, definitely get to get off that uh, hedonic meditation yeah. treadmill, don't you? That's it, mate. Get the guy to the good life. Yeah, cool. So in Chapter 9, do I really have a business plan? She uses the analogy here, dating before marriage. So go you know, date around with some business ideas, find your thing, and uh, yeah, before you move into it. Yep. Chapter 10, defining the spirit of your brand. Chapter 11, test often and fail fast. So again, we we talked about uh, the Lean Startup, which covers that uh, very well. And then moving forward, chapter th- section three was make the money work. Yeah, she said chapter 12, about? look your finances in the eye. Basically, yeah. you need first of all, you need a really good handle on your own personal finances. Yeah. What money's coming in, what money's going out. And then you can, if you know, basically she's saying if you can't manage your own personal finances, there's no way you're going to be able to manage your yep, business finances. So, yeah, <laughs> just start with your personal finances. Yeah, cool. Maybe go barefoot investors. Then well. the last section is making a leap. So just just quickly on this, she she says it's it's hard to um if your friends and family aren't really yeah behind you in that idea, you got to you got to trust that new people will show up in the yeah. new phase of life, and it, it might be you being proactive to to go and find that you know. Yeah. There's meetups all around the world, and there's most of them are, are about entrepreneurship. So just hit things like that up, and trust that new friends are going to pour into your life. Yeah, I like this. I like chapter fourteen, especially say like there was uh, dealing with concerns from, I think she had your spouse, from your friends, and from your parents, and she sort of gave like here's an example of a of a statement they might make or a question they might ask if you yeah. tell them uh, that you're going to quit your job, and then perhaps a, your rebuttal or your how you can explain to them why you're doing and what you're doing and uh, yep. why you think it's a good idea. So I thought that was a good section. Worth yep. reading chapter 14. So, yeah, yeah, man, that's pretty much 
That's it. We're out. We've escaped. We've escaped. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, obviously, as we as we covered at the start, this book is for those who are walking around like a corpse in corporate yeah. and just just hating it. This this I think is you a, know. I think you know if you need to get out. And you know. Yeah, I, mate. To be honest, I don't reckon there'd be. I hope there's not too many people like that yeah. listening to our podcast. Usually, people who listen to podcasts who are, or read a lot are not um are not really that kind of person. They're curious and yeah, yeah, look always looking to improve their life. So yeah, but yeah, having said that, if you want to start your own business, it's uh, this is one of the books. It yeah. should be on your bookshelf. I'd say it's a good starting point. Uh, it probably didn't give me enough from start to finish exactly what you should do, but maybe that's not the worst sort of thing. It's just good to. Get a few different ideas, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. good starting point. Good starting so, point. mate, we we're gonna sing the fucking wild song. That's it. Let's sing the fucking. Let's escape. sing the fucking wild escape song. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a corpse. <laughs> Escape from that corporate prison. Like a passion. Escape from cubicle nation. I'm a prisoner. I'm a fucking prisoner, motherfucker. Become a thriving entrepreneur by Dr. Pamela Slim. Pamela motherfucking Slim found a key. To escape, escape from the nation of Cubico. Gotta get away and find a tiger and kill. Kill, motherfucking kill, kill. Open up. Kill your motherfucking boss, kill your boss, grab that knife and stab. <laughs> Open up other opportunities. Find a good business idea. Find that middle of the free circle. Find the spirit of your brand. Make the money, manage your personal finance. Make the beat jump from your chair to the place where you wanna be in your life insured. Don't listen to your friends and parents, cause they're prisoners! Motherfucking prisoners, look at them motherfucking prisoners in the cops. Slow to die in a slow road death Slow to die in a slow, slow death Escape from cubicle nation Line your ducks in a row and shoot the box <laughs> Maybe don't 